I'm gonna share with you right now, relatively quickly, so get your pens ready to write. For all my friends on Livecast, pay attention. The eight drivers of geometric growth, not linear growth, one, two, three, four, geometric, one, two, four, eight, 16. You with me? Bing, 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 like that kind of growth. So here's the thing, entrepreneurs, leaders, salespeople, we all want to create consistent, repeatable, and scalable ways to grow our business and our income. And we want to do it better, faster, and more seamlessly. Why? So we can actually enjoy our lives, take vacations, and spend the quality time we want with the people that we love. How do we do all this without spending a fortune or running ourselves ragged? That's the big question, and this show is dedicated to the answer. Here's the eight assignments I have for all of you, starting as your coach on day one. Ready? Number one, you need to create a repeatable and scalable process for attracting new clients every day. You need to create a repeatable and scalable process for attracting new customers every day. Repeatable, scalable, You go on vacation, opportunities are coming in every day. You come home from vacation, appointments are booked and scheduled, and you just get right back in the game. That's repeatable and scalable. Does that make sense? So write down the following. Today, that means at the minimum, what we in coaching would call five to thrive. Five to thrive. That means number one, that you're effectively marketing to your database to optimize referrals. Number two, you are crushing your geographic farm. And I want you guys to see the numbers I put up here. 500 homes to 100,000 homes. How big is your farm? Like, I think Chattanooga would be a good size for a farm. You with me? Chattanooga's in the house. There's the, are there at least 100,000 houses in Chattanooga? Is Gino here? Yes. Gino is right over there. Uh, Andy C. Andy C., stand up. Everybody say, hello, Andy. Okay, get a camera on this guy real quick. So Andy C. in Terra Real Estate, Saratoga, Silicon Valley. Get a camera on him real quick. Andy, how many homes are in your farm approximately? 10,000 homes in his farm approximately. And how many transactions have you done approximately a year to date? How many? 41. 41. You personally plus the team or total? Okay, so pretty much you. And what is your gross commission income year to date? Closed a little over $5 million in commissions. No, 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 no. Huge round of applause, guys. Five million bucks. Where should you finish this year? He said, I think we have a shot at 10 million. 10 million bucks. Like you can't live on it in the Silicon Valley, but it's a good start. Right? That gets you a three bedroom, no bath for 2 million. And, and Andy, how frequent do you market to your geographic farm? Okay, twice a month, and for how long have we been doing that now? Okay, so seven to 12 years lightly, 
the last five years aggressively marketing to his farm. Give him a huge round of applause, guys. Huge round of applause. Some of you should buy him lunch. Number three, mega open houses. Number four, advertising on Zillow, truly a realtor, Google, et cetera. And number five, building awareness and becoming the trusted advisor, which we're gonna talk about in depth tomorrow. But here's what I really want you to look at. Do you guys see that slide? What does it say in the top left corner? Let me give you a little more analytical conversation to consider. My friends over at Boomtown, right? Greer Allen and company, call it about 7,000 of their clients that are running these small teams and large teams, did a very analytical study, and here's what they discovered. If you did, if you had 1,000 people in your database, you had $14 million in sales on average. But if you had 10 to 30,000 people in your database, that could also be your farms, you're doing $44 million in sales. And what happens if you have 100,000 people in your database? 100,000 people that you're nurturing, emailing, following up on, they're raising their hand and saying they're ready. Those men and women are doing $220 million in sales. Share with your neighbor right now, how many people are you marketing to in total on a monthly basis? Where do you spend the vast majority of your marketing time and dollars? Is it in tofu, mofu, or bofu? Six, seven years ago, I started telling people, you need to be spending a fortune on Facebook generating super low cost inquiries with people that have very little intent, but they will give you their email address, they might even give you a phone number, and if you can then nurture them over a year or two, high or five, you could, just like you saw on the slide before, suddenly go from having less than 1,000 people in your database to maybe 10 or 15 or 20 or 30,000 people at a very low cost. But see, most people didn't understand in 2007 when I got on YouTube or in 2009 when I started telling people Video is going to take over the world, right? Start your YouTube channel, start creating content, start sharing what it is that you know with this base on Facebook. You guys remember Beluga? Do you guys remember the social network Beluga? Exactly, I had 800 friends on Beluga. Do you guys remember Friendster? Remember Friendster? Oh, I had like a thousand friends on Friendster. Do you guys remember MySpace? I don't give a shit which one it is, guys. But if there's two billion people on a platform and I can have a conversation with them and contribute and bring them value and have them enter into my community, even for free for four, five, six years, I don't care. Do you want to know why? They get to know me. They know occasionally I take funny photos. And one time I dressed up as the band Kiss with my friends, full Kiss outfits, still one of the best Instagram posts ever. And if I do a post with my wife, I get three times the likes and hearts and everyone loves my wife more than me. But guess what? I keep putting it out there, but I've been doing it for 10 years now. 
10 years while some of you were afraid to get on Facebook because people were gonna know when you left your house. Do you remember that shit? Fairy, what do, you, do you get a toaster if I sign up for Facebook? Tofu is about a lot of what's gonna be covered over the next two days, but now we're at the place where people like Jason Pantana and so many others are gonna give you the inside scoop, the hacks to connect with those people in a more meaningful way, grow your base, create the trust, and earn an unlimited amount of business. But then we know we got MoFu. By the way, do you guys know what Tofu is? Top of funnel versus middle of funnel versus bottom of funnel. Tell your buddy right now, be honest. Where have you concentrated your time, your money, and your energy in terms of marketing? Which part of the funnel have you spent your time? Tell your buddy real quick, go. Number two, in your notes, write down, we want to increase the frequency and size of repeat and referral business. Who wants way more referrals? Could you argue that referrals transact easier, refer other people, right? Maybe they buy more, maybe they don't. But the bottom line is, my friends, referrals are a good thing, yes or yes? Yes or yes, guys. We're gonna go through 22, 25 of the top 37 referral drivers before we're done today. You're gonna have enough content to take action for the next five years, and it'll only be day one. Like, that's what we're going into. Look at number three, you ready? Can you increase your average sales price? Can you increase your average sales price? Now, should you be mindful right now of going too far up into the high end? What do you guys think? I mean, big deals will continue to be done. One of our clients in the room just sold a $75 million property. He and his lovely wife, I think they're in here someplace, right? I have another client that's in the, in the middle of double ending a 35, $37 million deal, depending on the sales price. But you hear about those now and then. I'm talking about if your average sales price is 350, can you go to 450? Can you get to 375? Because that little incremental jump at your average commission creates geometry in your income. But look at the next one. You ready? Can you increase your retained average commission percentage? This is where a bunch of you are getting your butts kicked right now. I look at the numbers inside a loom and I'm like, oh my God, she's kicking ass. She's done this much volume, this many transactions. And then I look at the commission and I go, hmm, the, something in that math doesn't add up. How did you get to 1.9% on average? I understand the rebate now and then. I understand the concession, Taya, now and then. But if it becomes your standard in the way you do business, I'm nervous. Does that make sense? So look at the math. You guys know, $500,000, 2%, 2.5%, 3 3.5%. It's just math. Do me a favor. Turn to your buddy and say, that's all skills and marketing. Right? If you have a ton of appointments coming in and one person says, I'll only do it if you reduce your fee, you could say, hey, man, I appreciate that. Now, you might say... It's a smoking hot deal. I'm going to hit enter in the MLS and it's going to sell in two seconds and you're going to make that business decision. The problem is when you lead with yes, no problem, because we all know what happens once you go down the concession trail, right? Then it's, well, can you fix the refrigerator? You know, the lights aren't working and my child needs to go to college, right? And it just, it's a very slippery slope. It's a standard. 
Let's go to the next one. You ready? Number five. The other geometry is I would argue that today, in 2014, when I came out and I said, I'm going to tell you guys about seven trends that I'm seeing. And one of the trends was teams are going to take over the world. And at that time, nobody had a lock on the number and everybody said it was about 35,000 teams between the U.S. and Canada because that's where we had the most optics. Europe, by the way, is all teams, right? It's me and my wife, and then we hire all of her Italian brothers to work on the team. No, I'm dead serious. And my parents and grandparents have owned this building in Rome for like 100 years, and we, we don't want to sell cheese, so we got a Remax franchise. Like, that's literally how real estate is in Europe. It's bananas. Today, I would argue that there's 150,000 teams in real estate, that the number has just continues to multiply, and the only reason is a team outproduces an individual. And when you go from this to that, you now have scalability. You now have scalability. Do you know what one of the interesting trends we're seeing now is? Seven, eight, ten million dollar producers are joining teams on traditional team splits because they're sick and tired of seven days a week, no life, consumer demand, having to do everything, and they're finally saying, screw it. All, I can double my business because now all I do is work with clients and everything else has happened by the machine around me. Does that make sense? Okay, do me a favor, turn to your buddy and say, he's talking to you again. <laughs> now, take a look at this slide. Can you read that out loud, please? The key is, if you are super ambitious, it's hard to do alone. If you're super ambitious, align the team around that. So if you want to be, hey, I want to sell 20 times more business than everybody else in my marketplace, which means everyone else does three and you're doing like 45, 60 deals, that you need to get a team around you that can support that ambition. Does that make sense? Right? It's just, it's at this point, it's common sense. Where is your daughter? She was hitting here a few minutes ago when I was acknowledging that I was her reverend. Okay, she was checking in. She's late. I'm going to get her for that. That's the father of the bride over there. Okay, number six, write this down. Let's be strategic. Jay and I talk about all the time. In this room, you need to penetrate new markets. So you have the community that you serve. Take on two more. You with me? You have the community, the area, the geographic farm that everybody knows you, everybody likes you, everybody trusts you. To grow, I need to penetrate new markets. I need to get outside of my comfort zone. Do I want you to skip three towns over? No. I've got a farm of a thousand. Most of my transactions, as you can see on that map, are pretty central. I want to find the holes where I've done a few transactions and look to expand. Does that make sense? Let's look at the next one. I want to add a new service 
or a new product to my offering every 12 to 18 months. Ask yourself in, the, in your notes, write this down. What are the other services every buyer and seller needs? Every seller, most of us would argue, need to stage their home, right or wrong. Now we have an amazing staging company as a partner here, right? They stage the entire downstairs lounge, right? I would argue though, I know many that have figured out having a warehouse full of their own furniture and offering that for free to win the listing at a full price commission has become a good service to offer. Does that make sense? How many of you guys get me on this? Like you have to start saying to yourself, how do I become the one-stop shop? And whether it is with my team or my partners, I can't be myopic in my approach. The consumer expects a better experience. And look at the last one, number eight. I would argue that if you look at the trends right now, the average real estate agent today is north of 57. What's up, Moose? North of 57. And I know agents that are 57 going on 107, right? They've been doing it for a long time. I know some agents that have saved their money. Please don't kick my head off. I know agents that are now leaving the state of California and moving someplace else, and they're selling their real estate practice. I know more that are just shutting it down and leaving. I would argue today, my friends, in your notes, please write this down. You need to have 50-50 agents on your radar to find the next three to four that you buy and fold in as they leave the business or simply don't want to deliver the kind of service that consumers expect. But maybe they've got a database of 30 years of past clients. Maybe they've got 40 years in their church and they're loved and respected. They're a person of tremendous value, but they're not bringing value to the economy. So their income is way down. Can you all think of one person right now in your marketplace that you should acquire their business? Tell your buddy, who's one person in your marketplace, if you could buy their business, you would do it in two seconds. So, I went through those pretty quickly. And I know you're paying attention and I know you're taking notes. So I want you to stop for a second, Jay. I just gave you eight different ways you can grow your business through geometry. More people on the team, and I would argue you have a great team today and it should be even bigger. I would argue that you should probably have three videographers, that you are so good on camera that we should be documenting everything all the time. I would argue that if you had three or four people that all they did was prospect every for sale by owner in New York City every day and just say, I'm calling for Jay, he'd like to come by and preview your property, and then we hire you a driver and they just drive you or use city bike, which I've seen on video, and all you do is go on five, six presentations a day. That's the only thing that you should be doing at your level. Does that make sense? So share with your buddy, of those eight, which do you need to lean into, you and your coach? What do you need to lean into? Share with your buddy of those eight, what are you gonna do? 
If you want more information about this episode, including my show notes, mentions, links, and everything else, make sure you visit tomferry.com slash podcast. That's tomferry.com slash podcast. Thanks again and talk to you soon.